0: There are circumstances in life where fear is a good thing. A healthy sense of fear in certain situations will do you well. For example, when you're handling a chainsaw, (laughs) having a healthy sense of fear for what that thing can do is probably a good thing, right? Uh, Take the example of marriage committing your life to another person until you die. There should be a healthy sense of fear with that, right? <laughs> that is a monumental thing. That is, that is, that is n- nothing to take lightly. Think about having children. Bringing a child into this world, you better have a healthy sense of fear. And you can read all the parenting books you want, right? And, and talk to other people about what it's like, but... But that child's life is in your hands. They, they care for you. They, they, they re, uh, uh, depend on you for everything. Could be a healthy sense of fear when it comes to raising children, right? Or think about an athlete in a competition. Even though they, they are trained and even though they may know the course or they know their opponent, they, they know what's coming, they know what to do They're, to keep them on their game. To have that healthy sense of fear is a good thing, right? To not take it lightly. There are circumstances and times in life when a healthy sense of fear is a good thing. It also is with our relationship with God, too, right? It's good to have a healthy sense of fear with God. Think about how Luther begins his explanations of the commandments in his small catechism. We should... Fear and love God that we do this or don't do this, right? And the fear there is a respect for God, an honor for God, an awe for God and who He is and for His Word that we want to do what He says or we don't want to do what He says we shouldn't do, right? There is that healthy sense of fear of God, even for Christians. You know, there's one thing in your life that you probably have a healthy sense of fear about, too. And that's maybe what we're talking about today. Proclaiming Christ with your life and with your words. Proclaiming Jesus to the people around you. Sharing God's word with the people in your life. I hope you have a healthy sense of fear when you consider that. I'll tell you for a pastor who stands up in front of God's people with God's word, there is a healthy sense of fear within me because I'm sharing God's word with you. In trembling hands, we hold this word of God. And that should be the same in your life as you consider sharing that word, proclaiming Christ to the people in your life, that healthy sense of fear. But, But if you're like most people, or maybe all Christians, that healthy sense of fear can easily turn into being afraid. And there's a difference there. There It might be slight, but there is a difference between having a healthy sense of fear, right, what I'm doing is meaningful and it's important, and it becoming something that you're afraid of. Petrified, you don't want to do it because of what might happen. And maybe that's how you feel. The thought of talking to somebody else about God's word or what you believe is something that makes you feel afraid. In our gospel lesson this morning, which is the basis for our sermon, Jesus is having this discourse with his disciples. And it's a rather long one. We kind of jump into the, into the middle of it, actually, here in, in, in Matthew chapter 10 at verse 24. And it begins way back. Actually, this whole thing began in our sermon lesson from last week. Remember the gospel lesson, which was at the end of Matthew chapter 9, the beginning of Matthew chapter 10. If you were here, you listened online with us. Uh, Jesus is going through all the towns and villages. And he is preaching, and he's teaching, and he's healing. And it says that he had compassion on them, right? Right? And, and he sees the people, and they're like sheep without a shepherd. They're harassed, and they're helpless, and he just can't help but do something. And he's overwhelmed with the work, and he says to his disciples, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. And he says, guys, you're the ones who are going to go, all right? And he says, you, you my 12 disciples, are going to go, right? This is, he's preparing them for their first missionary journey. And this is part of that, those instructions, before they go. And before our gospel lesson this morning, he's told them a number of things. He's told them who they're going to go to, right? We heard that last week. They're to go to the lost sheep of Israel. To go to the Jews first. He he tells them what their message is going to be. He says, go and proclaim the kingdom of God is near. And he tells them, you don't have to worry about taking anything along. Don't worry about any money. I'm going to take care of you, And he gives him instructions when you get to a town, you know, find someone who will let you stay with them and welcome you. Stay there, right? He gives them these instructions, but then, right, then things turn a little bit. You know, maybe at this point, you know, like we talked about last week, the disciples too, they're filled with compassion. They see the hurting and the harassed and the helpless, and they see Jesus needs help, and they're on fire, but yet they've got this, this you know, healthy sense of fear that oh man, we get to go proclaim the kingdom, right? This fear of of, of of you know that I get to proclaim the gospel to to everyone that I come across, right? And that's so meaningful and it's so important. But then things change in Jesus' talk here. Uh, this is right before our lesson. He says these things to them. He says, "There's going to be those who do not welcome you or listen to your words. I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves." He says, be on your guard. You're going to be handed over to local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. You're going to be hated by everyone because of me. You're going to be persecuted and you're going to have to flee to another place. Jesus is saying, I'm sending you guys. And you've got an important message to share, but this is not going to be easy. You're going to face opposition. There are going to be those who don't want to listen to what you have to say. You're going to be like sheep among wolves. And maybe the disciples are rethinking things a little bit. <laughs> or maybe they were a little on fire, right? And there you got this healthy sense of fear. And they're like, all right, Jesus, equip us, let us go. And then they hear what it's going to be like. Maybe they become afraid. Actually, they do become afraid. And maybe you know what that feels like. Maybe you sometimes feel like the sheep among wolves. Maybe you feel that thought that if I say something, if I proclaim this, if I speak this, I will be opposed, rejected, mocked, ridiculed. We think about our lives of going and proclaiming Christ, right? That's what we are called to do. Jesus says, go, go and share what you know. And we do that in two ways, right? We do that with our words, and we do that with our lives, don't we? And think about the words that we share. We share God's word. We, we share law. We share gospel, right? And the law, sometimes you've got to share that with someone you love. I mean, if you really love them, you're going to tell them, hey, what you're doing is not God-pleasing. What you're doing right now, you're putting your soul in danger, and I love you too much not to say something. But that can be a message that isn't always met with, oh, thank you for telling me. Instead, who are you to tell me what I'm doing is wrong? I know the things you've done. Who are you to judge me? Who are you to tell me that I'm a sinner? Right, met with opposition. And, and, and the thought is, it's just easier to be quiet. It's just easier to think that someone else will do it, maybe, hopefully, or maybe they'll figure it out for themselves. We can become afraid. When I got to preach a hard message to somebody. You know, even the gospel, the good news of the gospel can make us feel afraid too. And you think, well, how can that be? But the message of the gospel is two things. It's both exclusive and it's inclusive. Because what the gospel says, the good news that we find in the Bible is that there's only one way to heaven. There's only one way to God, and that's Jesus Christ. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is the only way. That's an exclusive message. What that means is that if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you don't have forgiveness and salvation. And a lot of our world doesn't want to hear that. There might be people in your life, people who follow a different religion, or people who say, you know, it doesn't really matter what you believe as long as you believe in something. All paths really lead to the same place, don't they? Or someone who says that there is no God. Right? They'll say, who are you to say what is true or not? Who are you to say that you know the way and others don't? Who gives you that authority? You can be seen as closed minded could even be seen as bigotry. Right? The, the, the message of the gospel is exclusive, and that will turn people off. But yet that message of the gospel is inclusive. It's meant for absolutely everybody. That Savior died for the sins of the entire world. How can we not share it? But yet, how easy it is to become afraid. To preach a message that goes against what our society says. Proclaiming Christ with our words can make us feel afraid. Think about your life as you proclaim Christ with your life. If you go and you live your faith in Christ, if you go and live according to what God's word says, you're going to stand out. You're going to be different. People are going to notice among your friends, maybe at work. And that may not go so well for you. Right? If you're saying, I, I can't go do those things, right, or if you're not joining in with the same as that they're using, right? or or you're saying, I just can't cut corners and lie and cheat at work, right? even, even if your boss tells you to, you're going to stand out, and that could result in some opposition. It could result in harming a relationship, or maybe losing a relationship with a friend, or a boyfriend, or a girlfriend. or could result in losing a job. When you go and proclaim Christ with your life, you certainly could face opposition and ridicule. And that can make us feel afraid. It's just easier to join in, just to be quiet, just to, to go along with the crowd and not let anybody know who I am, what I believe. Maybe you know what it feels like to be afraid, to proclaim Christ with your life words and with your life. Jesus' disciples were feeling afraid that day. And that's what the words of our gospel lesson focus on today, that we don't have to be afraid. That while we want to proclaim Christ with a healthy sense of fear, knowing it is an important message for us to share, something where souls are hanging in the eternal balance based on the message we have. There's a healthy sense of fear there, yet at the same time, we don't have to be afraid. That as we proclaim Christ with our life and with our words, we do it with confidence. In our gospel lesson, it's printed out for you in the service folder if you want to follow along as I read through it. I'm going to go through it here and bring out those three reasons Jesus says we don't have to be afraid that we can proclaim with confidence. But first he starts out, verses 24 and 25, he says to them, The student is not above the teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebul, how much more the members of the household? So Jesus is just finishing up this thought that guys expect that you're going to get mistreated expect that difficulty and opposition and trouble is going to come because they've done it to me, right? He says in these uh, pictures here, right? They're the students. He's the teacher. They're the servants. He's the master. And they've treated him this way. They're going to treat them that way too, right? They're they're saying his power is from Beelzebub, from, it's another name for Satan, He's doing his powers by the name of the devil. They're going to say that about you too. That, who are you, right? Where do you get this power from? Who, who are you to say this to me? Who are you to bring this message to me? Who are you to say you're right and I'm wrong? I expect that that's going to happen. They did it to Jesus. They're going to do it to his followers. They're going to do it to us. But then he says, this is why you don't have to be afraid. First thing, he says, do not be afraid of them. For there is nothing concealed That will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. What Jesus is saying to us is the reason we don't have to be afraid about sharing this message, about proclaiming Christ with our words in our life, is that we have something way too important not to share. And one day, all people will know the truth. All people will know Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. All people will know that He is Lord and Savior, and they will have to bow before Him. But that day it will be too late. On that day of judgment, when Jesus comes back and judges the living and the dead, every eye will see Him. Everyone will have to recognize who He is. Right? What what is secret will be made known to everyone. But then it'll be too late. For those who do not know him now. And so Jesus is saying, what you have, now is the time to share it. Tomorrow is not promised. The next minute isn't promised. Now is the time to speak. Now is the time to proclaim his word from the rooftops if you need to. Right Now is the day to go to that person that you love That friend, that family member who is caught up in a sin and they are struggling and they are being dragged away from Christ into Satan's grips. Or that friend who who is so overwhelmed by sorrow and sadness because of the things of this life and they have lost hope. Or that one who doesn't even know who Jesus Christ is, who has denied him and says, I don't care. This is the day to go and proclaim Christ and not worry about what their reaction is. Let the Holy Spirit take care of His work. We are called to proclaim. We are called to speak. And today's the day to do it. Because tomorrow may be too late. Don't be afraid. You've got a message that is way too important not to share now, to make it known. The second reason Jesus says that you don't have to be afraid He says, starting at verse 28, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Friends, we're we're blessed to live in a country where we can have a church service and gather together in this space and not worry about, you know, people outside ridiculing us for what we believe in or trying to shut us down, right? You share your faith with somebody personally or you put something out on Facebook or you put a bumper sticker on your car, right? And you you confess your faith that way. For the most part, you're probably not going to get persecuted, right? Outright. You're you're not going to lose your life for it here in our country, more than likely. We're blessed. you know. And on a weekend like this where we celebrate our freedoms that we have in this country, that is one, right? That we can practice our religion openly and share it openly. But not every country is like this. In fact, in the history of Christianity, we're in a pretty unique situation. You go back in the history of Christianity and for the most part, many people were persecuted for their faith there are many people today in our world today on this very planet who are in danger of of losing property home, job maybe even their lives for being a Christian consider how blessed we are but to know it's not guaranteed forever you don't have to look very far do you to, to see things are changing it could very well be in some of our lifetimes here in this room that we're going to see things change and there will be more outright persecution and objection to what the Christian faith teaches it's already starting it's only going to get worse jesus promises that but here jesus words to the, to the, his disciples and to us says you don't have to be afraid of those who can kill the body because you know what they can't get your soul That belongs to God. God owns your soul. They cannot take your soul from you. They cannot take your eternal life from you. Don't be afraid of those who may be able to take your life. Because our focus is not on the here and now, our focus is on the life to come with Him forever. That's what we long for, that's where we long to be. And so, even if they take our life, we still win. (laughs) We're okay. But while you're here, while you go through this life, you don't have to worry, you don't have to be afraid because you have a Heavenly Father who cares for you. Jesus says, sparrows. In the eyes of men, they're, they're basically worthless. You can buy two for a penny in Jesus' time. <laughs> they're sparrows, right? Jesus says, I know, or Jesus says, your Heavenly Father knows all the sparrows. And he cares for all of them. All of them, every single one of them. And you. You. You're worth more than many sparrows. Is he not going to love and care for you? Is he not going to take care of you? And if you ever doubt that, if you ever question your God's love for you, if you ever question if he really cares about you, and that your soul is safe with him, and that that even if someone takes your life that you are still going to be safe, then go back to the cross. Go back and see God's love for you on full display. See God Himself suffering hell for you so that you could belong to God forever. See God Himself taking your punishment, taking your death, so that you can have the promise of life. A life free of fear and worry right now, and a life forever with Him in His presence. Friends, don't be afraid. Your Heavenly Father cares for you. Your Heavenly Father loves you. Your Heavenly Father has provided heaven for you. Your Heavenly Father says, your soul belongs to me. Don't be afraid as you go and proclaim Christ to the world. And the third reason Jesus says that you do not have to be afraid. He says, whoever acknowledges me before others... I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. The picture here, the way I like to picture this is, is he says, I will acknowledge those in heaven before my Father, those who acknowledge me here on earth. As we go and proclaim Christ, as we go and we speak words of law and gospel, as we go and we live our Christian lives. The way I like to picture this is Jesus up in, is up in heaven, beaming with pride. Look at Father, look at them go. Look at them share their faith. Look at them live their faith. Right? He acknowledges us before the Father in heaven. And on that last day, on that judgment day, that day that we don't have to fear, on that day that we don't have to worry about because we know, we know what's going to happen and we believe in Jesus Christ, that one who will sit on the throne, that one who is not only our savior and our judge, but our Lord and our friend and our brother. There on that throne, he will acknowledge how we lived our faith in him. And that's not the reason he's going to let us into heaven. It's only because of our faith in what he has done for us his perfect life, his innocent death, his resurrection, all by his work, we get heaven. All by simply believing it's all done. But Jesus says, I'm going to acknowledge the good that you did for everyone to hear. And he will acknowledge before his Father well done. Come share your master's happiness. For you proclaim me to the world. You shared your faith. You went and you lived your faith. You lived in my forgiveness. You lived in my peace, and you couldn't help but want to tell the world. Don't be afraid. Jesus knows. Jesus says, I acknowledge what you're doing. I'm with you. I'm encouraging you. I'm strengthening you. And boy, it's my child, it's my friend. I approve of what you're doing. Friends, don't be afraid. As you go and you proclaim Christ, with with a healthy sense of fear, no doubt, knowing this is so important, there's nothing more important than you can say to somebody. As you go and you proclaim Christ without being afraid because you have the confidence of these promises of Christ, you get to go be Christ to a dying world. Right? We get to go and be the church. And that's what the sermon series we're wrapping up today is all about, right? That we are the church. We are those who get to go and be Christ to the world. Right? Remember way back in week one, we, we talked about how we, as the church, as God's people, stand on those rock-solid truths of God's word, right? in all of its truth and purity, and we will not be moved by that. No reason at all. And then we saw in the second week that we have been shown the great mercy of God, right? That, that we are not treated like we deserve to be treated. Instead, the, God has had mercy on us, and now we desire his mercy to be known through us, in us. And then last week, we saw that compassion, that compassion that God has shown us who were harassed and helpless, and he had to act, he had to come, and he had to take our place, and now we can't help but want to act. We can't help but to have compassion on those around us and today we see as the church as his people by his command and with his promise and with his peace we get to go proclaim him. We get to go and share him. Even in the face of opposition. Even in the face of ridicule. even, Even if it might mean losing a friend or hurting a relationship we're losing a job we have confidence we go with joy we go to proclaim Christ for the salvation of everyone this message that yes it's exclusive <laughs> no doubt about it but it's inclusive we want everybody to know Jesus Christ is their savior and out of love how can we not this message is too important to share, not to go and proclaim it to the world, to proclaim it to our families, to proclaim it to our friends. Christ will enable you to do it, He will strengthen you to do it. He will continue to fill his, you with His love so that love overflows to those around you, that you might go and speak and proclaim Christ in fear but in confidence as well. God grant it to you. Amen.